I got a comic deal for you. Just send the amount of the donation that you want to spend, and you will get the comic shipped to you. Send it to PayPal at KevinTheDuckPool at gmail.com. Inside the U.S., you can, for a $15 donation, you can get a Gemini box with five random comics in it. For a $30 donation, you can get a priority mail padded flat rate envelope with 12 random comics in it. For a $100 donation, you get a Priority Mail Medium flat rate box with 40 random comics in it. Comics are in fair to very good condition, may have been used on the podcast, may have never been read. International people, for a $50 donation, you can get a Priority Mail padded flat rate envelope with 12 random comics in it. And a $125 donation gets a Priority Mail Medium flat rate box with a 40 with 40 random comics in it. Put a message in the notes of what your donation is for, and we will get that out to you as soon as we see it. Hulk will break Metal Man open like a tin can. Metal Man thinks he is stronger than Hulk. Metal Man wrong. Hello and welcome to episode 296 of Under the Call of MS. Normal comics and MS episode for thursday and we got a pile of comics still going from the pile of stuff that i read that i'm trying to remember what i read so hopefully we can get through these no problem we're starting out with the army of darkness 1979 number three this story is just tons of fun we got ash and a female that's running the one clan of half deads and we got the clan of the i don't know they're like animal type characters they think they're like cat humans or some shit <laughs> but these two groups are clashing out let's see the one with that's kind of working with ash they keep chickening out and then helping a little bit once ash gets going then they chicken out again but yeah, they're called the Half-Deads. And then the other group. Uh, I'm not seeing it in here, but I don't know. They, they basically run around with furs on them and stuff like that, cat skins. And then there's a group that are called the Warlocks that are walking around with the ne Necronomicon. And they're just turning people into piles of deadite goo all over the streets and along the way we're we're seeing some clashes inside the different factions and some people that are giving up on their mission and people that are joining other missions and people that are trying to stop basically it's it's sticking with the whole complete warriors line here it's like this is this would be a perfect update to the Warriors movie for this day and age. I'd love to see this done in a movie form. But we get to run into another new group in here called the Miss Brady's. Bunch of old ladies with their rolling pins and pans and <laughs> they're all in their cooking outfits and stuff. And it's just hilarious because these other groups are so 
are very afraid of these old ladies because of some stuff they did in the past. But it's just, it's an ongoing blast at the whole Warriors type of aspect to it with all the different gangs clashing in the city and the Ash and his gang trying to get through the whole maze of different characters they're going to come across. So I'm hoping they keep bringing out a bunch of fun different groups as this goes on. I'm not sure how long it'll go. And we're three issues in. It might only be about a five issue run, but we'll see. And then another one, which I'd like to know if there's going to be an end or not, because I'm starting to debate if I want to keep hanging on it is the blue flame. I still like it, but it is giving you more of the depiction of the, okay, is this guy just Looney Tunes or is the story real? It's like, we got to get an answer number six. That's deeper, but yet we do get some answers in this one. Uh, well, and I should mention also, of course, the Army of Darkness is done by Dynamite, 1979, by the way. Army of Darkness, 1979, is done by Dynamite Entertainment. And then the Blue Flame is done by Vault Comics. But we get to see him trying to straighten his life up a little bit. We get a little deeper into the story with him and the aliens and the tribunal, the whole court case against Earth. And uh, he's trying to defend. And we see him running into some people from the past and letting them know what's going on. And you look at them and they're starting to do things that kind of give you that Looney Tunes type of feel. So, I mean, it's a good story no matter what, but it's not, if they're going that route, then it's not the route that I wanted this to go. So that's why I'll see what happens in issue six. I think I probably got six and seven ordered. Maybe I don't know how far this one's supposed to go, but we'll have to see what six has to offer and then I'll decide if I want to go any deeper into it. But it's definitely an interesting story either way. It's just I'm just afraid it's gonna go in the route that I didn't want it to. And then we got Dynamite Lives, D I E apostrophe N A M I T E. This is number five. And here we still have Red Sonia Dealing with Peter Cannon, her sidekick, who decided to take one of the Franken bodies over so he sews his head to that body so he can keep going instead of being a headless being. And Red Sonya is not looking too good herself after being diced up and sliced up, and she's just got this internal central part of her body is just basically green aura floating around her bones and there's no guts or anything there to be had but we get to see some things going on with some missiles that are about to launch that have this thing that apparently turned everybody into zombies in them and we see that Sonya and Peter are the ones in control of the missiles at the moment, while at the same time we still have Ash, Vampirella, and Panther dealing with this Nyx, or not Nyx, uh, 
Uh, she's the one that I haven't started reading her stuff yet. I just couldn't get into it. But uh, she's doing a bunch of Jennifer Blood. That's it. Uh, she's doing a bunch of stuff with the Necronomicon herself that she has in her possession. And they're trying to get it away from her. But, but she was promised by Smiley that if she reads these things from the Necronomicon, he'll save her children that are all zombified from the likes of Red Sonia and stuff. And so she's doing this to try and help her kids and she's not realizing that Smiley's not really the perfect person to trust and follow if he's going to actually go through the plan with the way that she expects him to. But some stuff happens in here that changes lots of things altogether. So it's definitely... Definitely a big splash point in the storyline that's going to get you into a whole new volume and we're getting in. It's going to take you in a whole new chunk of the storyline and get you further into the chaos that's been going on with all this zombification and everything. So it's definitely worth checking out. It was a very fun run so far. And another really fun run was Elvira Meets Vincent Price by Dynamite Comics. This is number three. And here they're going, Elvira and Vincent. Well, Elvira and her luggage, which has Vincent's ghost inside, which makes no sense. It's like he's a ghost. He could just float to wherever she's going. But they're on their way to Cairo, Cairo Egypt, to where the mummies are. And this is chapter three, Raiders of the Lost Schlock. This is lots of fun. You got Vincent Price dressing himself in like a quarter main outfit. And him and Elvira go to this dig site to find a certain character that's working on the dig site. And he... uh they're also trying to stop a certain person that has a certain book or scroll that can end the world. But they find out in here that she doesn't really have the real scroll and that this character still has a scroll buried in the tombs of this uh, city that of ruins that they found in Egypt. And we get to see what happens when everybody tries to figure out what's going on and hunt down certain things along the way. And just lots of fun and hilarity ensues. And lots of things happen that you can't miss out on. But definitely anything Elvira worth reading. They're all fun. Fun, goofy little things. And you throw Vincent with Elvira, that's, that's just a bonus. Then we have Gunslinger Spawn number two by Image Comics. This is getting deeper in the storyline with the gunslinger and the kid whose father had these angels in his house and never wanted the kid to come home early for certain reasons. And he wouldn't let the kid know why. And now the kid's finding out, hey, my father's working with these certain angels and there's all kinds of things happening. Some people get basically 
injured, damaged, taken out, and all kinds of characters. Happen to get into some fighting here with between Spawn and these different angels and the kid's dad and the kid himself. And we learn a few things along the way. We get deeper into the story about the the child's life and why he's become part of this and what his family has to do with any of this. And we get to learn a little bit more about why Gunslinger Spawn was brought here and what Spawn himself is doing to cause a lot of this to happen. And so we're just going deeper and deeper and going through more and more bodies and more people and trying to get things up to date and... It's definitely still a great run. I'm still enjoying all all the different Spawn, King Spawn, Gunslinger Spawn, Medieval Spawn, all the stuff that's been coming out. It's been a great ongoing run. And I just, I want to go deep into this Gunslinger Spawn character. I can't, once this whole storyline and everything's done, I'm going back in time. Going to get me a bunch of Gunslinger Spawn stuff. Because I really like how this character is set up and laid out. And how his powers works. And I want to know more about his past and see what we can find. And then, this is one I was debating on. I wasn't really sure if I wanted to do. I haven't read much Hulk in a long time. But they came out with a new volume of Hulk. And they got, I believe, a six-issue run is the part of this beginning storyline so i figured i'd give it six issues and see how it goes and this first issue is just awesome it's a great introduction we have a pissed off hulk trying to get through a door we got a confused banner trying to figure out his life and where it's going to lead and what he's going to do and how he's going to make things work between him and the Hulk and what's going to happen if once he dies. Smash Trinod is the name of this six-issue run. Uh, and so if he ever dies, what's going to happen with the Hulk and all that stuff. And He's got Betty in his mind realm or wherever, wherever he is. You don't know. I just don't know exact. I got a concept, an idea hiccup attack i got an idea oops excuse me an idea where this is and what's all going on and stuff but i don't want to pivot that way yet until i get a few issues in but it's fun with the ongoing back and forth banter between banner and hulk and all their issues as usual you're seeing it in a different light in this comic. And this one's just so impactful. And of course, you got the bullshit. I mean, this is why I always like the Hulk. I don't blame him for nothing. He went through his shit. He's dealing with his rage. He's done pretty damn good over the years dealing with his rage, too. And you always have it in the background that all these other characters are just Iron Man and Spidey and Thor and everybody, they're just 
Doctor Strange, Pan Black Panther, She-Hulk, which I'm surprised she's there because she's kind of got the same concept in her. Not as impactful, but Fantastic Four. I mean, got a variety of characters. Captain Marvel, Captain America. They're just talking about, okay, well, how long are we going to let the Hulk go? When do we decide to take the Hulk out permanently? It's like, really? You realize how much that guy's done for you? And you're still talking about taking him out? You're not working with this poor fella? And he's got a lot of issues to deal with. And he's done pretty damn good over the years. Or if I was him, I would have just went ape shit. <laughs> just gave up. Let the Hulk take over. Be done with it. But yeah, it's interesting watching how Banner's controlling the Hulk and the different realms, realities, whatever you want to call it. And we got like Hulk with like a super suit on in here. And it's just, this is just badass. I mean, and the way this issue ends, it really makes me bummed that I didn't do what I was going to do in the past. I wanted to. The one run that they did have going, I was all worried because all the bullshit that happened with the X run and stuff that were, or it sounded like all the humans were being wiped out and it was just the super powered people dealing with all their shit and stuff and all that. But the one that drew me in that I didn't get into that I really wanted to was the King in Black run. And this one references back to that in a big way and I now I'm regretting that I didn't jump on that. I liked the covers, I liked what I seen, but I didn't know if the storyline was gonna bum me out. So I stayed away from it. So now I wanna go back and read The King in Black. But no matter what, I'm in on the first six issues of this Hulk so far. If it sticks like this first issue, hell I might stay on this run for a while. And it's been a long time since I got sucked into a Hulk run and that's cool. Because I when I was a kid Hulk and Spidey were my go-to characters. I loved anything I could find with them too, but yeah. I will gladly stick with this for now. Then one that I'm ending, I think this is my last issue that I ordered, is Yusaji Yojimbo number 24. This is part three of three for the ransom issue. That's why I wanted to end it here. Because Yusaji Yojimbo, it's... I enjoy in a trade paperback form just as much as the single comic form. So I'd rather just get the overall. Uh, uh, graphic novels and trade paperbacks down the road instead. But here he's working his way to save the one girl again that has been taken by the one group of characters until Yusaji Yojimbo and the other character could bring back a book that her mother or friend stole. And they said they would get the book and bring it back to her as long as the girl was unharmed. And when they come to bring the book in, they don't have the book on them because that one evil little character stole it from him. And they get allowed into the grounds of this evil 
warrior's temple and they have to tie their swords. They can't just quickly draw them and stuff like that. But yet they're brought into a trap type setting because the little shithead that stole the book from them comes running in and says, hey, boss, Hazagawa, I've got it. I've got the book. Don't worry. He's like, fine, then kill them all. They all lied. Kill them all. So a big fight ensues and a bunch of things happen. And they worry about the girl and they still want to get to the girl. At the same time, the girl's trying to get herself out of there and escape. And once certain people get together again, a bunch of interesting things happen. And they uh, find out that Sometimes the good aren't always the good. Sometimes the good have just much evil inside them as the bad. So you got to watch out for them. But yeah, Isaji Yojimbo. That was number 24 by IDW. Part three of three of that run. And that was a very fun storyline. I enjoyed that. It could be going on from here a little bit. I'm sure they could add on to it. But some people went separate ways, so. I wanted to end it there and just go off that for a little while and get back to those in the future. Then I also finished off Yusaji Yojimbo, The Dragon Bell of Conspiracy. This is number six, which I believe it was a six-issue run. And here we find a little bit more Yusaji uh, and what he... What happened with other people that in the past, and he's getting awarded for how he helped out the certain temple, and his buddy that is the Rhino character just never came to get his rewards or get thanked. He disappeared in the middle of the night to take off, so Usagi does a little ceremony and then heads off on his way, and as he's going along. We end up seeing Jen show up, the rhino character, and meet up with Usagi. And he's like, you got anything to eat? Because he's always trying to get stuff from Usagi. And he helps him out. And we learn a little lesson along the way with that. And some things that they see and deal with. And Usagi gives him a little, little money, money to get him by for now until he gets somewhere set up again and they go off on their separate ways and at the same time we get to see the blind swords pig uh, dealing with a basically still suffering from when he was shot which everybody thinks he's dead so He's still got his bounty on his head, but people think he's dead, so they don't they're not searching for him. But he comes across a well, he basically doesn't come across anything. He basically collapses from the his wounds and all his problems. And a lady a well, a couple from a village nearby happen to come across him and take him and help him out, heal him up for a few days, and get him somewhat back in order and while he's slightly in better health 
uh, some raiders come into the village and steal everything and take everything. And uh, he gets the story basis from them and all that. And some things happen, and his little uh, dino character bites the ear off one of the guys. And they vow to come back and deal with him. And lots of stuff happens along the way. And some good, some bad. All kinds of things happen. There's just very, very enjoyable run of six issue comics called the Dragon Bella Conspiracy. But you saw you your Jimbo and IDW, so check that out. Then the last one I'm going to talk about is Vampirella number twenty five by Dynamite. This is their wedding at issue, where they're getting all ready for the. Red Mass, the connection of Vampirella and Dracula getting together. And with this, her mother's here, and we get to learn some things and get deeper into their story. We get some interesting little hobo-like character that's causing a bunch of trouble around the area. I got a mummified type character that's causing issues with the wedding and everything. and All the other characters from basically Vampirella, the, a lot of the characters popping up in here are from the uh, Sacred Six group. But, uh, she also has her little vampire recruits, these teenage vampires that she's helping. And the, the one character has a little rat buddy that's just, that talks. And it's just lots of things happen with Lord Dracul, Dracula, and Vampirella. And timelines keep jumping around. Back and forth to where she's with the young Dracula that thinks he's not going to turn into Dracula. And this other weird hobo character trying to explain to him who he is. and He's got lots of powers and just keeps messing with them. And trying to stop what's happening. And along the way we learn more and more about the past, the present, and the future. And it's just, this story just bounces all over the place, but it's a great issue. Vampirella has one of the hottest, just the perfect wedding dress. I just love her wedding dress in here. But yeah, it's the wedding of Vampirella and Dracula, Lord Dracula. Number 25 by Dynamite Comics. Check that out and see how the party goes. See if they have a good time or if all hell breaks loose. (laughs) You won't know unless you read it. I got a huge pile of comics I got to get organized and put into my catalogs. Get this all in order for once. But clean up this damn shithole but yeah let's see we got december 
what is the winter solstice? Winter solstice is the day with the fewest hours of sunlight during the whole year. In the northern hemisphere, it always occurs around December 21st or 22nd. In the southern hemisphere, it is around June 20th or 21st. The word solstice comes from the Latin words for sun and to stand still. In the northern hemisphere, as summer advances to winter, the points on the horizon where the sun rises and sets advance southward each day, the high point in the sun's daily path across the sky, which occurs at local noon, also moves southward each day. At the winter solstice, the sun's path has reached its southernmost position. The next day, the path will advance northward, However, a few days before and after the winter solstice, the change is so slight that the sun's path seems to stay the same or stand still. The sun is directly overhead at local noon on winter solstice at the latitude called the Tropic of Capricorn. And basically, that's probably the reason that my cat's being such a dick. Because he's being very weird about getting up early in the morning, weird hours of the night, just wanting to go outside at four in the morning, but won't go outside at four in the afternoon. I don't understand. It's like the other morning, I could have swore we had a Sasquatch in the backyard. Something was in the back, out by the shed or something, and just banging away. Just, I don't know what it was doing, what it was. Something was going crazy out there. It scared the shit out of the cat, and he did not want to stay out there, so... See, some winter driving tips for car safety. You can keep your gas tank filled above halfway to avoid emergencies in bad winter and any frozen pipelines and stuff like that. Stuck on the ice without sand or cat litter? In a pinch, you can take the mats out of your car, place them next to the tires, and slowly inch the car onto and across the mats. Gently rub a small, moistened cloth bag of iodized salt on the outside of your windshield to prevent the ice and snow from sticking. And I'll give you a couple more right after this. I'm going to get back to you with the health portion of this segment. Okay, let's get back to a few winter tips and then get to some health stuff here. Got fog-proof your mirrors and the inside of your windshields with shaving cream. Spray and wipe it off with paper towels. Pretty handy. That can be annoying as hell with the fog and then it freezes and then you got to scrape the inside of your windshield too if you're in a hurry to get to work. Avoid driving when you have the flu, which can reduce your reaction time almost six times as much as moderate alcohol intake. And let's see, I suppose we'll say those Christmassy style things for closer to the holidays. And we will get to some more health stuff. Let's see, we were talking last week about some financial shit. Getting yourself set up better. Let's see, a matter of trust. Trust are legal arrangements that, in simplest terms, allow a person known as the trustee to hold and expend funds on behalf of another person, the, be- the beneficiary. You can be your own initial trustee and name a successor to take over if you can no longer serve. For some living with MS, naming a co-trustee to help you with the tasks from inception 
may be a better option. People considering establishing a trust need to consult an attorney with expertise in estate planning. Trusts that might be appropriate for a person with MS include revocable living trust. This document directs where and how a person's assets will be transferred while he or she is living and also prevents those assets from being subject to probate proceedings in court following the person's death. You also got to take into consideration if you're putting housing or anything like that. A lot of these things are going to be put towards the payment of that type of stuff. So you could lose everything in the long run. And once you're dead, you can't take it with you. So if you don't have someone to give it to, enjoy it now. Don't wait till, till you're dead to try and enjoy it. There's special needs trust, including Medicaid and disability trust. These trusts can be established to pay for items that a person with a disability may need, but that aren't covered by government programs such as Medicaid. A special needs trust can either be funded by the beneficiary himself, a first person trust, from sources other than income, such as a settlement or inheritance, or funded by a family member or other person, a third party trust. One of the main advantages of a special needs trust is that the assets in the trust are not taken into account when determining a person's financial eligibility for Medicaid or supplemental security income, so long as the trust is properly established and operated. It is important to note, however, that if a person established a first-person trust, Medicaid will seek to recover any assets remaining in the trust at the time of his or her death. Medicaid does not seek to recover funds from third-party trust. So everybody's got to take everything away, no matter what, whether you're here or not. If a person is receiving supplemental security income, special needs trust generally cannot pay for basic items such as groceries or rent. The laws governing special needs trusts are complicated and vary considerably from one state to another. Further, there are important tax implications with this form of trust and other trust, all making an, an attorney's guidance essential. In, in addition to trust, people with disabilities may also want to explore setting up an ABLE Achieve a Better Life Experience Act bank account. People can save up to $100,000 in these accounts without those debits affecting their eligibility for Medicaid or SSI. That's, that's cool. Not like I have a pot to piss in to save $100,000 or anything like that. But Oh yeah, and then the Last week when I was talking, I was struggling about trying to remember the insurance that you should get if you want an accidental life policy, which it's good to have just in case. But uh, Mutual of Omaha, that's the one you want to get an accidental life policy with. Because after so many years, if the person dies of a natural death or whatever and not accidental, you'll still get some of your money back that you put into it, which is nice. 
They don't just take it and run. Uh, optimize your health. A growing body of evidence suggests that as people with MS seek to secure their financial future, the best investment they can make may be in their own health. Obviously, but you're going to die no matter what. I don't care how healthy you are. You're not going to outlive death. So you got to take that into consideration also. People living with MS may never had greater cause for optimism. Medical therapies and other inventions are improving outcomes and enhancing quality of life. And still more advances are on their near on the near horizon. At the same time, people with MS always need to look reali- realistically at what issues may arise in the future. As people age, the passage of time reduces capabilities for everyone. It's just the natural progression of the body after reaching one's prime. However, the nature of MS means that those living with the condition need to be prepared for the possibility of an earlier and potentially greater degree of disability than the average person. Should this occur, individuals may benefit by planning in advance for an increased need for care. Just as a proactive approach to medical care and a healthy lifestyle can enhance long-term health, addressing financial planning today rather than waiting until critical decisions loom can provide a solid foundation for meeting future needs. There's lots of places you can look into, check out including longtermcare.gov, Americans Association for Long-Term Care Insurance, uh, Social Security Administration, the Internal Revenue Service, uh, Administration on Aging, just the U.S. Department of Health and Human Resources. There's lots of different places you can look into. Do your research, see what you can come across. They got Medicare.gov, MySAA.org has Planning for Your Future site. Uh, they also have Employment and MS, State Planning for People with a Chronic Condition, National MS Society.org, GoodFinancialSense.com. And there's just lots of places you can look into for extra information and help on those types of financial things to help you out in the future. And let's see here. Looks like that's it for this section. Then I'm just going to go over some things you can ask and tell your MS care team, your doctor, some things you can write down in case you want to, to help you remember to ask them at your next appointment or wherever, whenever you contact them. Uh, how can I get relief from my MS symptoms? Tell them what symptoms you have and see what kind of relief they can help you find for them. What should I do? Do if I experience an MS relapse. And they'll probably give you the basics about 
steroids and things like that. It depends on what the relapse is, what kind of things happening and what they can do along with it. But otherwise just feel your body, listen to your body. If it's so bad, you have to, you may have to get to the emergency room, do it, but Ask them. These are all questions they can answer. I can. I'm not a medical professional. Do I have a separate treatment plan for my MS relapses? It's like if you're continually getting relapses, what's the next option for therapies and stuff? What side effects of treatment can I expect? How can I manage them? And there's lots of side effects. So be prepared to be scared. But remember, those side effects are a small amount of people that get those. And that's why they have to disclaim them. How will you know if my treatment is working? Well, hopefully you will tell your doctor how you're feeling and let them know. And then they'll let you know if it's in the means that they want it to be. How can I safely continue to take my other medications while on this treatment? Uh, they'll, they should look into any cross-contamination of medications. And any medications will affect other things and let you know if certain things you shouldn't do if you're on certain types of medications and stuff like that. Uh, is there additional therapy that can help me? There's like physical therapy, mental therapy. There's all kinds of different things that they can offer depending on your condition. What can I do on my own to prevent an MS relapse? So they can diet, health, things they can give you ideas on, stay away from stress. And stress is just going to be a trigger for anything to start any type of issue. It's You don't want anxiety and stress in your life. It's just going to make everything else worse. Where can I get information about MS? It's everywhere. And they should be able to give you some references and point you in the right way. But there are so many groups. Just punch it in. In a search engine, it'll pop up everywhere. Where There's tons of Facebook groups that I'm part of and you can join. And there's just lots of things out there. Where can I find an MS support group? Like I just said, get right on. Facebook and punch it in. Uh, look at your local. I think that the Multiple Sclerosis Society can help you find local support groups where you can actually meet up with people. And then write any other questions that you can think of that you want to ask your doctor. It's like, I got this pain. Can you tell me what this is doing? Is this related to MS? Can I, well, I heard about this thing. Could this help me? And just talk. Make sure you write it down because I forget. Most of the shit I write down, I forget when I have it in my hand and I'm in front of them. I still forget to ask them stuff. So, all right. What your healthcare needs to know. Make yourself a checklist. Overall, I feel happy with my MS management. My MS symptoms seldom interfere with my life. Or you're feeling satisfied with your MS management. Your MS symptoms only occasionally appear with your life. Or you're frustrated with your MS management. Your MS symptoms often interfere with your life. 
or you're in despair over your MS symptom, MS management, your MS symptoms nearly always interfere, interfere with your life. Let them know which level you're at and how you feel. And then you can put things like since my last medical exam, my MS symptoms have included the write down whatever things you've had since your last appointment prescription medications you are taking keep those all written down i keep them all all these things i like to keep on a couple index cards so i can just keep them in my pocket pull them out i know you got device electronic devices now you can pull your phone out and just have a list of shit but i'm still a paper and pens kind of guy uh over-the-counter medications and supplements you're taking that's a good thing to have written down for your doctors to talk about and then you can make yourself a daily symptom tracker. Just put all the days of the week. And then make a cat make a bunch of categories, whatever you think you need to keep track of, like fatigue. Rate your energy from zero, no energy. You need a, need to nap to five, plenty of energy, and do that for each day, how you're feeling. Uh, trouble with daily activities. You can put what activities were difficult, as in getting dressed, walking, grooming yourself, cooking, waking, working, driving, etc., etc. Anything you can think of that you're having a problem with. Uh, you can make a category of walking. Rate the ease of which you walk from zero. You need a cane or other aid. Two five where you move relatively well. Cognition, you can have a category where you rate your mental abilities from zero as forgetful. You lose track of your thoughts to five where you think clearly. You remember things. Then you can have a sleeping category where you rate your sleep habits from zero where you sleep poorly to five where you sleep well. And then emotional concerns, rate your mood from zero, depressed, irritable, stressed, or anxious to a five where you're fine, you're stable, you're upbeat, you're happy. And those are good things to start with. And then you can add other categories as you wish along the way. And then, oops, I've got to move a couple of things here. I got a mess that's about to collapse. I got to fix that up. All right. Uh, then you can do a six-month symptom tracker where you have a bunch of things written down and you have three categories, sometimes, often, or almost always, where you can put an X to check how you feel every six months if you want. And the things you can put in there are like, I feel pain. It's like, do you feel it sometimes? Do you feel it often? Do you feel it almost always? It's like that one's almost always for me. I feel numbness or tingling. That one's almost always for me. I feel dizzy or lightheaded often. And I'm just giving you my feelings right now, how I am, just because that way it's documented for me right here and right now. I have trouble balancing often. Walking is difficulty often. 
I have weakness. Yeah, it's almost always, often almost always. I have tremors sometimes. I experience spasticity. That's often to always. Well, not really always, and that it's more often, but certain type type part times a day are worse than others. I experience stiffness. That's pretty much always. I experience sudden itching. Yeah, sometimes to often. Lately, it's been every day because I got these stupid alligator skin thing going on where I'm scratching a few different areas and they're getting more scaly. I get headaches or migraines sometimes. I have trouble doing things with my hands often to always. I forget things. That's often to always. I can't easily take care of myself. Sometimes to often. I avoid activities I'd like to do. Always. I feel tired or fatigued. Always. (laughs) MS affects my well-being. Definitely always. (laughs) I have vision problems. Sometimes haven't been as bad as they were in the past. My vision problems actually got better, thankfully. Because once I can't see, then I can't read comics, and that's just going to suck. Then I got to listen to audiobooks, and hopefully someone puts some good Mad Manipod type podcasts out there that I can listen to. And if I go blind, I'll be just total definite. My 130 podcasts will go to like 500 podcasts that I listen to. I have trouble hearing sometimes to often. I, and I got the ringing ear 24-7 every day of my life for over 30 years. Probably getting closer to 40 years now. Probably started because of all the concerts sitting up against the speakers and shit. I have bladder problems. have trouble making it to the toilet. That's often to always, depending on the days. I have either loose stools or constipation. That's sometimes. More often now that I've been doing this intermittent fasting and the sugar flush, I'd say now I'm pooping like every three days, or I'm used to pooping once a day every day, but I don't know what's up with that. Pootock. Can't ever get away from the Pootock. Pooping's good. (laughs) Poop tells you how your body is feeling. All right, I have difficulty talking. Yeah, often to always. Always struggling to find words and stuff and get things out the way I want. It sounds great in my head, damn it. I have trouble breathing. Sometimes to often, depending on how how many hugs I'm having and stuff. MS hugs. I have trouble swallowing. Sometimes it's... More that I have to swallow a lot now because of these dentures. But I have trouble doing my job, always. I have difficulty with my relationships, with loved ones and friends. Oh yeah, always. <laughs> and then whatever else you can think of to write down. 
that you'd like to check yourself on every six months would be a good thing to do. And it's a great thing to keep your, keep you up to date and keep good with your whole MS team and keep everything organized so you don't have to get pissed that you forgot to talk about something when you go to an appointment and you can remember and have it all with you. Make yourself a little book. Have a notebook or use your electronic device. But I just learned that I had all my comics organized now because I don't have an updated stupid word program. I can't even type out or add on or do any updating to the list. So now I got to find a new way to organize all my shit. Stupid technology. I still like pen and paper better. But do what you enjoy. Make it work for you. Work with your health team. It's a lot easier if you got some ideas in your head when you're going to see them. So, so I got a few appointments this month now. So a bunch in January. Well, let's end this with a, some weird facts. See if we got any good ones here. Suppose someone carelessly, carelessly causes you pain. Did you know that you can complain about your pain in a court of law? If the court agrees that you have suffered needlessly, it might order that careless person to pay you money to make up for your pain. A Florida court recently ordered a careless person to pay nine, this was a long time ago, to pay $9,000. What had the careless person done? He had cut someone while giving a haircut. What's so unusual about that? Someone who was cut was a dog named Little One. Nowadays, it would probably be $90,000. All right. An amazing escape. William Bonney was a famous American who lived a short but violent life. By the time he died at age 22, wasn't that William Billy the Kid Bonney? He had killed 21 men. Two of the 21 he killed were prison guards. Bonnie shot them as he was escaping from prison. Something he was able to do even though he was wearing leg irons and handcuffs at the time. Bonnie was better known as Billy the Kid. Yep, there you go. Answer answered. Every day, Americans use over 3 billion gallons of water in homes. Factories and farms. A lot more than that nowadays. That amount of water is eight times as much as the amount that flows down the Mississippi River in a day. Damn. The earth weighs six, six comma five eight eight comma zero 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 short tons. A short ton is equal to 2,000 pounds. Now, how do you know the earth weighs that? There's different types of earth material throughout there. Some heavier, some softer, some lighter. Some parts of earth that probably have big open holes. And eh, scientific bullshit. I hate when they do studies that like that that can't be proven fully. During every meal, you sprinkle something on your food that is made up of two poisons. Sodium and chlorine. But when these two poisons are chemically combined, they turn into a harmless seasoning called salt. (laughs) 
separate them and you're dead. <laughs> All right. Was, there's a couple fun facts in there this time. Wasn't too bad this time around. But we're going to end it there. Hope you had a great one. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the rest of your week. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. Be good to everybody. Grab your pet. Hug it. Play with it. Make it happy. And then keep that monster. Stick it in a box. Keep it away. Have a better day. And we will get back to you relatively soon. Hopefully. Maybe in the future.